Fever Central, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's for a time of year when uh, just plant life decides to attack. <laughs> Some extra sniffly and stuff. Yeah, it's good. Always good for audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've uh, I closed the windows, so that should stop any more pollen getting. That solves. Is it. that a thing? Um, no, no. <laughs> I've never had it, so I don't know. Uh, it probably helps. And yeah, it probably hinders it more to open a window, but yeah. like it's just all on your clothes and in your nose. So it's just, <laughs> it's nice. just the way of the world. Great. Another part of life trying to take me. You're sat closer to me than you usually are. Well, I, it's difficult over there at the minute. Is it? Have you been unpacking? Yeah. Well, into this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's moving camera gear and stuff around after the shoot last weekend. Weekend before. Yeah, last weekend. Shoot. Uh, yeah, good. Stressful for the morning, but like, yeah, good for good for the most part. I think it's it's another one of those things. It's like um, it's a learning experience. This is right. things that we need to prep for next time, and uh, things that we have to have from the people um, that we're filming for. Otherwise, it's well, just, what didn't you have? Um, the, well, the the big thing was an itinerary, and like just <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to know. That's exa- that yeah. That's exactly it. Like the, the um, <laughs> so <laughs> so like you, um, she wanted us to film bridal preparations and stuff, which is like all good. Like that's cool and everything like that. Um, but it ended up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Power through. <laughs> We got this. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> we we ended up having to do that to, um, to the point where it was kind of like filming her leaving, and then it's like leaving the wedding, <laughs> like no, like leaving the leaving the preparation building, and okay. we're just kind of filming her leave and been like, oh, they they're gone, <laughs> they're on their way to the to to the to the church now, yeah. and we have to film them arriving. <laughs> quick to the helicopter <laughs> exactly so but it was all in the same township so we just had like a mad dash around, um downtown incidentally um there was a there, there was a tree overhanging one of the roads that i was like fucking running down with all the gear on my back and um there were all these things hanging from it and i was like what the fuck is that that's really odd and just i just a good old weekend lynch okay <laughs> <laughs> Just all these things. I just assumed it was like seeds or something like that. And I charged through it and I ended up on the other side covered in fucking caterpillars. Did you know caterpillars hang from trees? No. No. <laughs> just th- hundreds and thousands of these little threads with caterpillars fucking all over them. I guess they, I guess it's to, if, in theory, I understand because like if you're in like a cow field or something, cow walks past, caterpillar lands on cow and gets distributed across the land. Like, I get... Like, <laughs> They're hitchhiking. Well, they, yeah, because the oh, seeds right. that do the same thing with, like, uh, dogs. You, like, I can't remember what they call it, but they're, like, sticky buds, and they end up yeah. all over dogs running through long grass and shit. But are the caterpillars not trying to get to the ground, maybe? Maybe, yeah. They're things like, that will eat them yeah, on the ground. I repelling. Don't, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I ended up fucking covered in these caterpillars, and, like, every time we... we when we were shooting the ceremony and stuff, I kept feeling these fucking itches, and I was just like, ah, oh, they're all fucking over me, all down my fucking collar, and like... I haven't got a plus 5,000 caterpillar invitation. <laughs> no, no. It was like, I was expecting to see them all over the fucking church, as I fucking trailed them in and shit. <laughs> just like... a plague of caterpillars. <laughs> yeah. Bring, bring Billigan Scenic to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> 
all your lettuce will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one eats the salad anyway, so <laughs> just donate it to the tree seeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're an eco-friendly video company. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was stressful, but like, you know, lessons learned and things, positive experience, I think, by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I yeah, get that there's a good. lot to organize, so you probably wouldn't think to tell... Like, yeah, trying to organise a big group of people, like, maybe yeah. you might slip your mind to... Just literally, like, what time are you going to be here? What time are you going to be here? And then we can figure out exactly when we have to leave in order to... Because you can't... We can't just hang around forever. Yep. Gotta be, there's got to be a point where we have to be ahead of you yep. at all times. Um, so, like, the, the, yeah, you can't have surprises like that. But, I'd, again, it's not it's not anyone's fault. I didn't push for it. She didn't give it. So, like, it's <laughs> it's just one of those things. Just before, are you going to say I do or you not? <laughs> we, we need to know from a filming perspective. <laughs> to get the narrative of the shot right, yeah. we just want to know whether we should, like, build up for a shock or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun day, man. Like, and, and, like, me and Vic both said to each other, like, in the afternoon, isn't it fucking weird to see people smiling? Which is an odd thing to say <laughs> at a wedding. But we realised that you know, betrothed, <laughs> getting married to. Isn't it weird that this couple keeps smiling? Well, it's, it was, it's become such an unusual thing. Like, we used to, like, filming these weddings, and it's like, we need to find some people who aren't miserable to put them on the video. Because can't right. just have this parade of um, just fucking sad faces. <laughs> people, I think people get stressed, and also people don't like being... Like on film, ah! yeah. <laughs> they don't like being on film. Sorry, she read it this week. I don't <laughs> Was that massive spike? Oh yeah, it's me trying to stay alive. <laughs> yeah, people. It's, it's a camera shy thing. I think people tend to shy away from it. Apart, from kids. Is there another one? Is it? Yeah, there is another one. <laughs> oh no, that felt terrible. That means it's good. <laughs> Oh, now the pressure's on. <laughs> What's that? If you look into the sun and you sneeze, uh, you yeah. can't talk when you're nearly sneezing. It doesn't work. <laughs> ah! There we go. <laughs> we can. Would you rather us just do a fill-in episode this week? <laughs> no, I'm enjoying the challenge of not editing out sneezes and see I've if it come works. Come all the way here. I may as well ruin this. <laughs> It still works. It still works. It'll be interesting when it comes to my notes. Where is it? It's staring at your computer, kind of like staring at the sun. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> so this wedding was nice because people seemed happy. Yeah. Yeah. Which seemed different to other weddings that you've been. Maybe they're just not happy with you. <laughs> Who are these guys? Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on sneeze seven. Oh, God. Is there a count? Yeah. Uh, there should be. Just to figure out just how, how, mu how much pain I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So just to clarify, you are highly allergic to the world. <laughs> you talked about caterpillars, and I was like, oh, my God. I always thought hay fever would be one of the ones that would, that would suck. Like, if you're allergic to, like, a cat, like, just stay away from cats. And it does yeah. make it difficult if you're in a house of people that owns cats. But the world doesn't own cats. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not everywhere. Yeah. No, it's, we're different. I always forget I've got hay fever. And then something like this happens. Yeah. Like, I think last year, I was walking my dog. And I was like, oh, let's walk through this massive, newly spring field. 
And then I was like, I was like, this is still fine. And I was like, let's play hide and seek with my dog, where I hide in the long grass. Oh. Uh, Laid down. I was like, oh yeah, she can't. Oh, oh my god, I think I've got hay fever. <laughs> Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't affect your life that much. You just have to kind of like take a pill for it. Yeah. I think I probably forgot to take a pill. Oh, have you not had one today? No. Oh, right. I blew my nose. I thought that, that'll do. I'd offer you one, but because Vix gets it, but I don't know where they are, actually. That's okay. They're probably yeah. in a bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this a challenge. <laughs> Every morning, fight for life. You don't need drugs. <laughs> yeah. You just want them. It's not even, like, that much of a, a big thing, I don't think. Like, I don't think you die from hay fever. No. I think it's just an irritant. Yeah. Like, is eczema fatal? <laughs> Depends how much you scratch, I suppose. <laughs> if you scratch through your organs, then yeah, yeah, it's pretty fatal. <laughs> but I'm not sure I blame the eczema for that. No, fun. it's just, yeah, it's just highly irritating. <gasps> no. <laughs> still on seven. Yeah, 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 still on seven, still on seven, it's fine. But yeah, don't, uh... I was saying this before. I don't mind vomiting. I don't mind sneezing. Like so, it's <laughs> just not, don't want it all at once. <laughs> a sneeze vomit could be could be pretty pretty epic. I think that could be. You have to be public. Though. You're surrounded by people. Yeah, have to be at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's smiling. Look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got our balance. <laughs> Yeah, we're still good. It's still, uh, yeah, yeah, all, all, uh, all positive experience by the end of the day. Yeah. Any benefits from being at regular weddings? Did you get to access the buffet? <laughs> um, it's it's hard. Like we do, that. It's something that's something that we put in the contract. It's like, are we going to? <laughs> we have to have the buffet. No, no, no. It's just literally asking the question: Are we going to be fed? And this was again something that we didn't know on this day. So we bought a load of stuff, and then people started offering us food. It's like, oh, all right. Well, we'll just eat twice. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> good problem solving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They kept offering us food, so we ate the food. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's too many happy people, too much atmosphere. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. I haven't had as, as an event for a week. Uh, I've just been working, to be fair. Yeah. Um, working and dying from the world, it seems to be. <laughs> it seems to be my, my my current rhythm. Yeah. But that's. I had a weird uh, realisation. I keep on having these random realisations. But I think I realise what I think sums up most about... I've, I've got the opposite of OCD. <laughs> you just don't care. <laughs> no, this is the thing, right? So OCD is... Uh, from what I understand, is I think I spoke before about the narrative. I can't remember whether I did or not. I think I spoke about people's narratives, and no, I don't think I did. Have I spoken to you about the narrative of no, life? No. Right. So um, I was having a few conversations with some people and talking about some um, key people in my life as I've been growing up that have kind of been, uh, I've, they've been appreciated but kind of um, taken not taken for granted, but their worth wasn't really understood by me certain relatives and friends of friends that i've had at key points in my life have been um uh comedic people Mm. people who kind of are there and they'd like to laugh and they like to make jokes and stuff like that yeah and um i realize that there's so very few um when i think about it there's always like one person in every 20 or something like that who'll be a bit of a joker Mm. and the reasoning is because um they just they just add a different energy to a room, right? And I think that I'm potentially one of these people, at least to myself, because I feel like everybody keeps on trying to make their life 
fit a specific narrative. Like I've had, I had the, yeah, yeah, I had a conversation last week with somebody where I speak about something that happened in my past and it was like, it was pretty dark and yeah. tragic um, and they didn't remember it at all. They're yeah. like, no, that was a lovely day. It's like, no, it wasn't. You don't remember this? This <laughs> yeah. happened. This this happened. No, no, no. It was lovely. We, we, there was a buffet. We had a barbecue. It's lovely. It's like, no, but you nearly, you know, yeah, that was a, a horrible thing happened on that day. Yeah. And I realized that people have a natural um, yearning for everything to be fine. You restructure. So, you definitely restructure. So to say, to, to put this in an example, say, say it was like a, a, a normal family. You went to, you went to family Christmas, right? You went to have yeah. Christmas at your family. Nothing really happened. There's a bit, few family arguments. But afterwards, the narrative is, it was a lovely Christmas. Yeah. And it was like, oh, wasn't it lovely? How was Christmas? It was lovely. Mm. And you go like, I, no, it was awkward. It was painful. It was not great. I would have done it somewhere else. Yeah. But the family narrative is, it was lovely. Yeah. And it becomes, and the more people do that, the more normal it becomes to do that. And the thing that these people um, that I appreciate more now did is question that narrative mm. because it's the idea of just not going along with this thing that everybody's saying. Yeah. Because it's like, one, it doesn't matter if you had a bad Christmas. It yeah. really doesn't matter. No. Unless it was incredibly bad, then you need, it's good because you need to change, you need to deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, there's this idea that's just... Uh, yeah, I suppose it depends, like, it matters, it, the bad things that happened might matter, but yeah. the Christmas itself doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact yeah. that whether you had a good or a bad time, yeah. it's not as important as I think many people think it is. And they and it's, it's that whole thing of compartmentalizing everything and putting everything into a box and, and saying like, yes, this is great. This is great. This is great. I've, you know, I've done this, I've done that. So I'm okay. Yeah. And it's kind of the, the challenge of that is just like, it doesn't matter if all those things don't work out. Yeah. You can laugh at anything, so yeah. just laugh, and then that's the more important thing. I think, um, but I, I think a big part of that is is down to Christmas in general. Like, what um, what a good Christmas is quite uh, quite related to is an example of a happy, content, um, successful family unit. So if you do not Nuclear have a good, family kind of thing, if you do not have a good Christmas, then you are not a successful family unit. Yeah, and again, you, as much as you can argue that that's kind of oh, that's social structure, I don't or whatever. Think, I don't know. I don't. I'm yeah. not saying that's true. I'm saying yeah. that's how it's seen. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that people have in their head. They have an idea of what normal or what they want their life to be like in their heads. Yeah, and they try and find things to try and make that work, which is why you get so many people in so many. Um, you see people in relationships that shouldn't be in relationships and you're like, why are you to get what's going on? And they're like, mm. they're, they're both saying we're in a relationship. We did, we did X, Y, Z. So therefore we're in love. It's like, yeah. no, 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 are no. you in love? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Then you shouldn't know. No, but you know, they're trying to piece it together um, because they're just trying to make themselves feel okay. So, um, yeah, the narrative thing, I think, um, that's like the kind of average level. And then I think people, there are people on other ends of the spectrum. There's people who everything needs to fit right, which yeah. is what the kind of the OCD, the room needs to be a certain way, that toothbrush needs to be facing this way, then everything's fine. I think I'm the opposite of that because I, I, I get that satisfaction from chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not... One, I like the, the word chaos sounds quite nice, but it's just... 
I think it's just genuine. I think from so many years of being um, trying, people trying to put me in a in a box or trying to um, organize my life or something like that, I get so much more pleasure from disorganization and just something not going the right way. Like that feeling of satisfaction. I'll get a satisfaction feeling um, if we're having an incredible bloodthirsty argument while eating food, like at a dinner table, having like a gen- normal conversation. Yeah. But then that normal conversation is of chaotic hate and craziness yeah i'll just get the feeling of like this feels good because that same feeling i imagine ocd people get when things are in order Whoops. yeah um i get that from disorder right and i think that kind of just you know goes out with everything when i talk about small talk it's like small talk it's like the conversation that we have in a in a room to, to have conversation because that's what social people do yeah like, i'd rather do that while wielding an axe <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's like, it just adds that a disorder, there's that chaos to it. it just, I get that feeling from that, which is why I think I start to just like, not, not go away from the norm, but I just like to add a little bit of chaos to everything. And that kind of makes me feel normal. But um, unfortunately, the majority of people can't live in chaos because chaos isn't a good way to live. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> and there is an element of order to my life, but the satisfaction I get is from chaos. Yeah. Which is why I think... Film, television, music, all that kind of stuff I enjoy are the chaotic elements. Music are like emotions, so emotions aren't ordered, they're chaos. So I can't really, I can't, I don't really see the the, the musical um, uh, structure. I feel, I feel the emotion of it. If I watch a character, I'd much rather see an agent of chaos go in, walk through a town and leave a wake of just like insanity. Yeah. Because it's kind of shaken up the, like Fargo, as I said before, about one character comes into a town and, um, yes, he's an agent of chaos. It causes lots of different things to happen just because he's just challenged things. Yeah. Um, is how it kind of goes. But yeah, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with that information, but it's given me a little bit more of an understanding of, just yeah there's the narrative of order and how everything's supposed to be and there's like i can kind of be in that narrative but i'd rather just say no and i just feel much more comfortable in a hurricane (laughs) it's just it brings everything like helicopters they're normal helicopter crashes that's chaos and i love that (laughs) yeah i like the juxtaposition of chaos and absolutely everything which is why i think doing something that's normal I, i i have a reaction to and I need to do more normal things, but I can understand now that I feel more comfortable in the chaos than the normal. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I th- I think maybe and this might this is this this might just be bullshit. Um, I th- I think maybe it's um, that um, kind of ev- everyone finds uh, some kind of peace in in order, not necessarily in chaos, but mm. it takes much more for some people to be encouraged to order so in like it doesn't take complete chaos for me to find that order Mm. whereas you might be more comfortable in chaotic situations because it forces you to concentrate on the order maybe like i was listening to jocko willink this week um Mm. and he's um like he's been on rogan's podcast a couple of times i don't like he's got his own podcast yeah and he's got he's got his own thing um and he's like an ex-marine, like really just kind of awe-inspiring guy. Um, well, he's the motivation guy who's like, if you have trouble waking up in the morning, it's because you're trying to wake up in the morning. Just get up. Yeah. And he doesn't wake up in the morning until halfway around his run in the morning. He's yeah. It's like you don't have to feel awake; you just need to do it. Yeah. That yeah. kind of he's, that kind of motivational kind of ex Navy SEAL. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. And it's not. It's a thing. It's 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 motivation. It's not like well. 
it's it's not necessarily solutions unless you're willing to put in the work like that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but um he's he was talking about like uh, how some guys like go on multiple tours because they come home and life is just mm-hmm. i can't do anything with this like this there isn't there's there's nothing really for me to solve here like everyone's just getting along and my problems aren't really problems and yeah. like it's all just mundane but over there where it was fucking chaos and hysteria like it, it it forced me to find solutions to problems in which people could die and it it requires that kind of level of extreme in order for me to find peace i see what i mean but i think over there it's more order than it is chaos yeah. because it's more deliberate everything's more deliberate if you're in the military if you're in a military situation in, in, a, in a foreign country everything's regimented and organized yeah it's like you have you do this then you do this then you do this whereas you come home and you're like i need to go food shopping i need to bring my own bags do i i buy 5p bags <laughs> yeah what do i do with that and i have to talk to the cashier because she's had a bad day yeah i need to it's, it, there's a lot more randomness in social life than there is in in in, in a more regimented life because yeah. yeah you've got the more danger the more threat the more potential for chaos yeah but it's managed it's it's more deliberately managed and dealt with yeah um, yeah but those guys yeah. will come back over here and they'll just they'll they'll find themselves isolated from their community they won't really yeah. seem but to like, what, what do you do if every day they're used to yeah. being productive yeah what can yeah. they do when so they haven't got a job back at home and they'll they? they'll willingly throw themselves into somewhat chaotic situations by like going to live in the wilderness and like yeah, and, yeah. and things like that um and uh, like everyday life is is mundane and i and considering like your kind of objection to like small talk and which I know it keeps, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it keeps yeah. coming back, but it is kind of relevant to, to yeah. that kind of thing where it's just like this this doesn't matter. This doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. this doesn't mean anything in my life. This doesn't mean anything to me. I need to find meaning. He lost his legs. And, yeah. he lost his legs. He talked about small talk, where's his legs? <laughs> That's my St- Stallone impression from Rambo One. <laughs> Um, yeah, poten- potentially, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think there's also an element of uh, rebellion, I guess, of like, yeah, I think I've always been, people have always tried to push me into a particular narrative. And I think it's always been like, no, just fuck you. Like, I would rather, <laughs> I'm, be- I'm being mature now, yeah. right? In the, um, I might be getting, I might be extending my house. So I had like a, a few um, salesmen come around to give me some quotes. Yeah. And I was like, all the rigmarole of talk, like, oh, you know, have you thought about the, the B extra 5C plan? And I'm just like, <laughs> don't talk to me. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. If you, if you said, listen, fuck you, get this plan. I'd be like, I'm on board with this guy. <laughs> this guy makes a lot of sense. <laughs> just that element of just, yeah, it's just it's a little bit of chaos. It, just, it, it, it gives me that feeling of satisfaction that I can yeah. only imagine people get from a warm thing. I mean, I watched American Psycho again because it was like recently added on Netflix and I was like, oh, oh. and he's like meticulously OCD, clean yes. regime, all that kind of, that's he's his kind psychopath. of psycho thing. Yeah, but there's different, I, 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 I try to think of a disorganized psychopath. Right. And I guess you have got kind of the ridiculous ones. Um, but yeah, he's got this whole thing of like regime every day. Everything's got to be in a certain way. Yeah. You don't put a glass drink on a table without a coaster. He freaks. Yeah. I was like, maybe I should try and do that. I'm not a serial killer, but maybe 
like if I tried to be clean and all that kind of stuff, it felt ridiculous. It felt insane to me. It was just like, why? Mm. There was a genuine emotional resistance to doing it. And I think that's because, I don't know, I think maybe it's just years of trying to do things my own way. Mm. And often having much more success doing things my own way, yeah. it kind of feels weird to try and do it the opposite of the way that I've been doing yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just that element of chaos. It always, make, it always makes everything much more satisfactory to me mm. if there's just insanity. And I know that I'm planning your stag weekend, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it's the element of chaos is what makes it different. Is, is what makes it enjoyable for me. And I, th- and I think about it in, in all the television shows that I like and all that kind of stuff. It's when there's a placid, domestic, organised narrative setting with an with a chaotic element in it that's kind of being normalized yeah kind of makes it feel uh very very comforting to me just to have that difference i guess yeah so whenever anything's normal i like to add a little bit of chaos to it whether it's just yeah i did temp work for a company filing work the most normal narrative thing you can do and i had to start screaming because that was not even like our frustration it was like let's just make this a bit different this is a bit too mundane for me it would be more interesting if someone just was screaming in the background yeah so let's add a bit of screaming <laughs> oh this is good you have to leave but the screaming yeah you have to leave because of the screaming. okay <laughs> but yeah trying to be organized at the same time anyway yeah. anyway so yeah bit of chaos bit of sneezing that's been my week mm, trying cool. to figure out stuff yeah, there was um, there was one thing I meant to, I meant to say. So we we went to um, went to a florist yesterday to sort out. Um, <laughs> Just to, to remind me, I should be sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> to to sort out uh, flowers for the uh, for for the wedding, um, and um, we we like we were talking through the the plans with the owner and everything like that, and. Um, this uh, this guy came in, and, like just seemed really happy local guy, just like whistling and kind of looking around, whistling, whist- literally whistling, like, and like and like just waiting patiently behind us. And we were with the woman for about ten minutes, and he was just waiting there. And then he kind of he interrupted, which I totally understand because it's like you probably just want to buy this thing and fuck mm. off. Like, why do you want to wait for us? There's no need. So we were just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, and he said, um, uh, have you got any? Do do you do um, funeral floral wreaths? Mm. And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, we do those. So I'll just get the book for you." And she and she and she uh, handed him the book, and he was like, "Oh, brilliant, great, thanks very much." And then he just wandered off to a back table and started going through it. And Went, he came, uh, but- killed himself. <laughs> 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 Placed the brochure on the wreath that he wanted on his coffin. <laughs> on his chest. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he came back over a few minutes later and was and uh, with this thing and just like, "Sorry, sorry to interrupt again." Um, this this is this is definitely the one you see i'm burying my brother on on monday and um and uh you know this is a bit a uh, bit last minute um but just wondered if you could uh, if you could have this sorted by monday she was just like yeah no problem like uh, yeah uh, yeah i can do that it's like uh, just leave us your number and i'll give you a call late this afternoon and I'm like he's like brilliant thanks very much and just like wandered off whistling still like, it's like dude like unless you knew this was coming for a long time and or you hated your brother i'm not underst- i'm not like i'm not understanding the level of compression of your emotions right now like chaos yeah <laughs> i guess yeah yeah just to make it a bit more normal just be really happy about it. this is what he would want he's, he's dead mate he's wearing shorts <laughs> what's that mean shorts 
short, sweet depicts a casual demeanor, not going to. For some reason, to me, when I'm thinking of a funeral, I'm, I'm doing everything in a suit. In, in, in a wedding gown. <laughs> it's a special occasion. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I've only ever, I've never organised a funeral, so I've only ever seen funerals from the perspective of someone who goes there. So you're in a suit, and it's all very sombre and everything like that. But everyone's always like, "Oh, it's a celebration in of life." Tones. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'd like um, a wreath for my brother. Yeah. Can you speak up? No. <laughs> no, he's dead. <laughs> Can you speak up though? No. No. It's a funeral conversation. I'm afraid. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was just. He was oddly chipper. <laughs> Well, you got out of the house. Yeah, yeah I suppose a walk people. always makes you feel good. Yeah, you didn't want to hang <laughs> around. Life's too short. Like he wants yeah. to get, interrupt people. Like, no, excuse me, but my brother's dead. Yeah. Listen, wreath. Anyone a wreath? Yeah. <laughs> Please give me a wreath. Oh, that's the one. That's the one right there. <laughs> that'll make that. That'll 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 put the icing on the cake of the day. Yeah, that'll bring him back from the dead. <laughs> you checked out that wreath. <laughs> It's the lowering it to the ground. <laughs> Sick wreath, bro. I picked that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just horrible. Co- that, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I remember at uni, my housemate tr- attempted suicide. I must say, attempted suicide. It was, it was definitely an attention-seeking suicide attempt. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. I was at your house, I think, at the time yeah, when I got yeah. the call. I went home and made pasta, as in like. Like my one of my other my other housemates called and said, you know, one of them's gone in the ambulance with her, you know. Um, so you know, do you, should we go to the hospital? You can come back with me. I'll I'll, dro- I'll ride back because I was on my motorbike. Ride back home, pick him up, take him to the hospital. And I was like, well, you know, if we're going, just take a meal, just take a picnic, <laughs> just because it's like I've been in hospitals in suicide attempts before. I'm yeah. gonna be there a while. Yeah. So how about we get some pasta, we get some food, we get some stuff like that, put some Cuban music on. <laughs> she's fine. I know she's fine. So yeah. I know the whole deal of what was going on. Like, yeah, yeah I think we've we. I think it, I feel a bit bad now, but we have joked about it before. I think she took like five pro plus. And yeah. tried to cut her wrists, but oh, couldn't. Wasn't it birth control pills as well? And- Maybe, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was like she did take too much medication. Yeah, but it wasn't, wasn't the particularly kind of life threatening. That could kill you. Yeah, yeah, it was like it could. It, it could cause damage. Yeah, but it was like yeah. It was definitely just uh, trying to ex- ex- uh, express herself in that kind of way. Um, but yeah, just the element of chaos because nothing. That's that's the feeling I have is when you're in the waiting room like oh how's she everything's fine anybody want any rigatoni you know it's just <laughs> it's just that it's that that you shouldn't be bringing pasta to a waiting room that's that's that diluted version of chaos which is just like outside the normal it just it feels so good just to be like well I've got lasagna <laughs> anybody want a piece yeah no I've brought my guitar let's have a sing song you know it's just yeah it's the it, chaos doesn't have to be an an an, 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 uh, an intimidating thing or an no. apocalyptic thing no it's just it, it does work in those situations but the element of chaos yeah. of like just bring something new to the table just yeah it just step outside the box <laughs> just makes one it changes the whole and that's what i mean about the people i valued growing up um like relative like old the reason i took kind of didn't recognize them for what they were is because they were kind of relative older 
family friends and stuff like that that were like always kind of someone that I could relate to on that level. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important. But yeah, it's, it's about bringing something new to the table. It's yeah. just like everyone, like in, if oh, so your friends attempted suicide, you're in the waiting room, you have to be serious and sad and comforting and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. that's the narrative. That's what you want. That's what you think the world is. Yeah. So just add a little bit of element of randomness <laughs> and you just, the whole mood changes. Like, yeah, yeah. it's still, a sad thing that happened but she's okay she's joking about it so let's just have a good time i'd, I'd yeah. have a barbecue in there if i was allowed to <laughs> just there's an element of chaos and at the same time so there's other people satisfying. like watching on talking to this day be like there's this guy in the waiting room offering out ravioli <laughs> yeah. yeah and it, 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 it for me it's that's what jesus was right <laughs> walks into a room and people are like you just turn that that water into wine what the fuck mm. it's like nah bro sick trick <laughs> you just see my wreath <laughs> So yeah, that element of chaos is what tends to, to give me the uh, the joy, the satisfaction in life that I guess other people get from having normal things. Yeah. I guess. It's, yeah. Not that I'm special. It's just, uh, yeah, I keep on having these realizations. I keep phrasing them in cool ways because I like them. But it doesn't mean I'm special. It just means like, I just recognize that in my life. And no, like, oh, I think it's just a bit just, of element I, of that. Like, I think it's easy to kind of um, kind of shun away things like that. I've just been like, oh, it's just, just, just trying to be kooky or whatever but it's all you all you're doing is crystallizing things yeah yeah it's just like yeah just genuine recognize recognition of kind of things that i think have make sense for experiences i've had and all that yeah. kind of stuff but anyway uh, not a very funny week to be fair lots of apart aside from you know brothers dying and all that kind of, <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff the hilarity yeah um but just some interesting stuff that i, that I, that I read um donald trump um, it's been decreed he is it is he is not allowed to block critics on Twitter, as it <laughs> violates their right to free speech under the First Amendment of the Constitution. And I don't remember Twitter in the Constitution. No, no I disagree with that. So it's, just an you interesting. You find thing. it annoying, but yeah, so, Twitter uh, is a private company. Yeah, and the rules for any user, regardless of whether they're the president of the United yeah. States <laughs> or some dude in Wyoming. Like it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. The same rules apply. Well, it's just straight. What? Well, because it, it is different as well. Because it's probably not his private Twitter account. It's like the presidential Twitter. No, he account. still uses his private one. Yeah, but I reckon other he, he, other people POTUS probably has do it as well. Like the the White House one, I guess. Yeah, but like I reckon even his own personal Twitter account, he's probably got publicists for. You know, he probably got. I imagine it's probably not just his own Twitter account. Like what? There's been. I don't know what Twitter account it was, but there's been uh, White House staff who've been found tweeting for him, trying to emulate his spelling mistakes. <laughs> like, that's, they've, that's been discovered as something, so I don't know what account that was for. Yeah. But I find it interesting that Twitter is now part... Not, it's not that Twitter's part of the Constitution, it's that Americans try and apply the Constitution to everything. Mm. And it's weird that now what the president can and cannot do on his Twitter account is now a constitutional right to the yeah. public. It's like, what? I don't understand <laughs> Well, he said, like, because people can block the president. Yeah. Right? It's fair enough, because they're not the president. But... I'll, I'll read on to the article. Um, yeah. The ruling from Judge Naomi Buchwald said that, that discussions arising from Mr. Trump's tweets should be discovered, considered a public forum, as the messages are governmental in nature. 
She rejected an argument from the Department of Justice that Mr. Trump's own rights under the First Amendment allowed him to block people with whom he did not want to interact with. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like saying what he's tweeting about is like uh, a political forum. Well, you, you're saying that what he's... Um, the, the things that he's saying is of any relevance to his job, which might be fair if he's saying political things, but at the same time, you're also then saying that someone can get fired from their job because their job doesn't like something that they've said on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Like, you're saying that it's got relevance and that mm. and that they are culpable for um, for their, their... Their personal life is, is culpable for their professional life. Yeah. Which has been a big thing as well, recently. Yeah. Which I, I, which I think is, I don't is what it is. no. You don't believe it's culpable. You don't believe it's happened. Oh no, no I don't yeah. believe it's culpable. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the example I give of what social justice is. Yeah, it's like when you say, "Well, did you see what he tweeted seven years ago? He shouldn't be working that job." Let's gang together and like what sign a charter or protest that this person should be fired for something that they tweeted. It's like that seems to be not a legal thing. That seems to be like yeah, a social justice as in society will deliver its own brand of justice. Yeah, and it's usually based on social media, and it seems that seems to be kind of the thing. Um, A handful of Twitter users had sued after the president blocked them in response to tweets, which. feels very alien to me like you're suing somebody for blocking you on facebook or something Uh, the president blocked me so sue the government fight the power (laughs) don't tread on me the resulting case turned on the questions posed by mr trump's in unprecedented use of twitter to announce policies elevate allies and lambast foes so if you're using it to announce policies if you're using twitter to communicate governmental policies I guess that makes sense that he can't block people because mm. then that means that he's cutting people out of the information about the government. So I guess it depends what the Twitter account's being used for. I guess, but then if it, it was the, purely personal, then I, I'd completely agree that it's like, yeah, it's like. So I think, but they've never established his Twitter account as an official White House yeah. thing. So as much as, even if he explicitly says this is an official announcement or whatever, yeah. it's not coming from an official line, so it doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it was an official line, it should be tweeted out by the official yeah. Twitter thing. I think they'd have an argument if the White House POTUS... Yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. I just don't see it as the from the Donald Trump account. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because in... I don't know. Can you, if you're blocked by someone, can you see their tweet that's been retweeted? Just don't you just know. make another fucking so. account. There's no, there's no hard way of blocking someone on Twitter. Really, yeah. they can just make another account and see everything that you've done. Yeah, because unless he kind of makes it completely private to anybody except his followers, which I, I don't think he's done. Mm. I'll carry on, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're in agreement. After Mr. Trump threatened North Korea with nuclear war and shared prejudiced messages from a far-right British party. Twitter fielded questions about whether the president was violating policies prohibiting abuse and incitement to violence. So that's a separate thing, I think. In response, Twitter has said that messages from world leaders like Mr. Trump are inherently of public interest, and argued that blocking those users or censoring certain messages would not silence that leader, but it would certainly hamper necessary discussion about their words and actions. So I think that's in regard to Twitter blocking Mr. Trump. 
right. Mr. Trump. Which yeah. is like, yeah, don't block him because he's not going to stop talking. No. He might just, one, make another Twitter account, like you say. And it's like, it's not going to, Twitter doesn't mean anything. He's still no. going to go do stuff. Whereas at least now you can have the conversation around it and, and see what the deal is. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Constitution, Twitter, seems strange. <laughs> it seems weird to me. I don't, yeah. I don't fully understand it. But no, I don't, I, I don't buy it. I think they're conflating issues. Yeah. On to, on to more... Right, now this is like a, like head first into the water. Mm. Not like a toe in the water. This is like, <laughs> this is this is swan dive. Um, uh, it's, uh, we've had a few of these stories. I'll go through it. I was trying to deliver a live baby. I was trying really hard, possibly too hard. I didn't intend to harm the mum or the baby. I am distraught at the outcome and I'm very sorry that it didn't come out the way I meant it. What? That's the statement. Jesus. I want to highlight... I'm very sorry it did not come out the way I meant it. So something went wrong. All right. A senior NHS gynecologist accused of causing an unborn baby to be accidentally decapitated inside her mother's womb broke down in tears as she told a disciplinary disciplinary tribunal she may have tried too hard to complete a successful delivery. That's like, that's (laughs) that's pretty fucking horrible. But it's the, I guess it's the people, it's how she's trying to, to, to phrase it, it's like, she tried too hard. It's like, no, you fucking killed a bait. Like, that's not like trying too hard. To, that's, she's trying to say she was just trying to do the right thing yeah. too much. And yeah. if you do the right thing too much, your baby's head comes off. <laughs> no, it's, no. Yeah, you don't, don't feed it too many vegetables and, and then suddenly <laughs> and then it falls apart. Backs. Yeah, like she was nearing the end of a 24-hour shift on a maternity unit at the time and should have given the 30-year-old patient an emergency caesarean as the baby was in a breach position. So I believe the the basic summary of the article is it was tragic, unavoidable situation and tried to deliver the baby to save the mother and the child. But because of the position the baby was in, um, I believe um, it goes on to say that uh, even if they did a cesarean, there was no saving the child. Mm. So horrible situation, tragic situation. Not an unavoidable situation, but there was nothing anyone could do. So it was trying to do something to be be a little bit nicer. Uh, She tried to carry out the delivery naturally and urged the patient to push while she was pulling on the legs of the baby, causing the decapitation. Uh, Two other doctors then tried to carry out a C-section. Okay. So because the head was still inside. Oh, God. Um... Uh, it was reattached to the baby's body so the mother could hold him before saying goodbye. Oh, it was claimed the mother wasn't even in labour at the time, so yeah. I imagine it was something. Something went went wrong with the pregnancy, and tried to do it, but like, yeah. oh my god, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like people want to become doctors to help and to heal, not to rip babies' heads off. No. Well, not even that, rip people's babies' bodies off. I guess. Yeah. Fucking insane. The baby did die before decapitation, um, it was said. Well, Which, I guess, yeah. kind of everyone kind of dies before decapitation, depending on when you plead people die. Unless yeah. it's a clean cut off of your head and you're alive for 12 seconds or well, whatever. Well, I don't yeah. even want to... It's, it's breaking the spine, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, it's just fucking, fucking horrendous. Yeah. But yeah, she tried to do the good... <laughs> She's innocent, mm. but instead of phrasing it as like, this is a tragedy, an unavoidable tragedy, she's like, I was just too good a doctor. <laughs> like what <laughs> what <laughs> okay fair enough um in other news 
Swimming trunks, tight swimming trunks, mm. including those made by Speedo, have been rated as the UK's most hated piece of clothing. Well, don't fucking wear it then. Well, what? why do you hate clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, the male swimwear, often simply referred to as speedos or budgie smugglers, is essentially a waterproof pair of briefs, which is very fitted. I guess when they, have they to say hate, to some people. do they mean they hate wearing them or they hate pe- they hate seeing them? They do. They hate them. <laughs> <laughs> if you see it in a shop window, <laughs> you'll cause a riot. And but again, just honestly, like, like, this is like social hate, isn't it? It's not yeah. real. It's not Nick hate. No, it's just random hate. Yeah. It's just not really hate. It's just you don't like it. Yeah. Um, in a YouGov survey. Because, hey, why not? Why not? More than two-thirds of Britain said they disliked the trunks, whilst 74% of women shared an unfavourable view of them. Only 13% of the 3,000 people asked said they liked them. (laughs) So, okay, fair enough. But why Why are you doing this, Paul? I don't... Just for more information, uh, Speedos, uh, in in the rankings of most hated clothing, you've got Speedos (laughs) at number one, leather trousers at two, Crocs at three, Flares at at four, which is 57% of people hated flares. Clothes with elbow patches. That's next. Which, that's only jackets, isn't it? I've got a shirt that's got elbow patches. Have you got a shoe with elbow pants on (laughs) it? All right, so shirts and and jackets. Yeah. It's pretty much no hats with elbow patches on it. (laughs) Chill the fuck out. (laughs) Just say elbow patches. Fair fair enough. Uh, Tracksuits. Um, then at fifty one percent, still saying they hated these red trousers, uh, Uggs, V neck t shirts, and a sweater vest. <laughs> these are <laughs> so it's not hate. That's just clickbait, right? The hate. Yeah. It's just people don't like sweater vests. All right, fair yeah. enough. But I don't understand what the purpose of the poll was. But then I guess as it's poll for everything, isn't it? Yeah. Why I, not? It's, I, I don't understand it. Maybe it's um, I'm. I, Maybe it's that I don't care, but I'm wondering if just years of watching wrestling has completely desensitised me to trunks. Like <laughs> that doesn't doesn't seem weird to me. If you dislike like speedos, you dislike Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> and he will find you. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah, but again, misdirected anger. I say. Yeah, and a bit. Of, yeah, that's not a chaotic survey to me. Mm-mm. No, no. Anyway, um, and lastly, um, Islamic State and the Taliban are engaged in a bitter battle over control of talcum powder mines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now on Children's Hour, <laughs> the talcum powder mines. I'm not going to uh, not going to go over the whole article, but it's basically stating that anybody who buys talcum powder is funding ISIS <laughs> because ISIS are the primary manufacturer of talcum powder what because that's the it, it's produced in afghanistan there's in the the rocks that it's made out of right are mined in afghanistan and are a big export from afghanistan right and therefore whoever controls that gets a large amount of money therefore it's in the interest of isis and all these terrorist organizations to get money so therefore to manufacture a good quality talcum powder injection. <laughs> 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 Death to Nappy Rush! <laughs> but judging and judging. <laughs> so yeah, just being, yeah, just like, fuck, yeah, fine, fair enough. And again, element of chaos. ISIS, yeah. death to America, beheadings, all that kind of stuff. But also, 
we also have a good talcum powder range <laughs> if you would like to peruse <laughs> that would make them much more un- like, real to me yeah. much more real not just we're not all about that we also like we don't like dry skin yeah so if you wouldn't know or we don't like damp skin don't i like can't remember skin. what uh it's way around people it. use it to dry themselves i guess we'll get rid of dampness and stuff yeah yeah so don't use it since i was a child don't get trench foot yeah yeah i've seen people use it in the gym because there, there was a thing there was, i think there was a hipster phase of using body powder in yeah. the gym like after a shower after a spa and that and just couldn't find it anywhere i thought that'd be quite an interesting yeah <laughs> thing to do in the in the gym changing room because i think it'd be good to use it to excess just just like start using it start using it and then just become fog yeah and then emerge from it like a dry man (laughs) (laughs) and I'm done (laughs) tonight Matthew I'm gonna be dry (laughs) good god with the help of ISIS (laughs) Nick from Croydon is going to be dry. <laughs> Look at that unmoisturised skin. Isn't he lovely? Um, also elsewhere was uh, Roseanne Barr got in a, a bunch yeah. of trouble, which I'm curious, which fits into my idea of people just want to put people in a box. The people yeah. want people. People are offended by something that she tweeted. Because there was a reference to a gorilla. Yeah. And because the person she was referencing had black heritage. Yeah. Therefore, she was saying something racist. Yeah. And I I wanted to kind of read as much as I could before I kind of... Well, the image that I saw... I I saw... That's the thing. It's like, I've been like, okay, I can totally understand how someone can reach that conclusion. It was... I don't know that it was racist, but it was, it was, it was definitely misguided given the the facts. But I don't. And again, people will jump on you for being racist for saying something like this, mm. but I don't think those facts are apparent. Like, if if you're going purely by what someone looks like, this woman doesn't look black. I know that's a horrendous thing to say, but if you're going to but- reduce everything to that level. Then that's kind of how it is. Well, it's even if you were to, uh, if you were to, I the image that I was that, that I saw that I can imagine was easily the image that was that joke was made about. Yeah, um, had nothing to do with race at all. It was the image, uh, whether it's um, an unflattering angle or whatever. She, um, the image of her was very much similar to a Planet of the Apes cosmetic mask. Right. Just in terms of whether her. Uh, the, I don't know what it's called, but around the mouth to the chin, like the Homer Simpson um, yeah, beard, yeah, yeah. like that whole area was kind of accentuated at the time. Maybe she was breathing out at the time, yeah, um, or, or whatever. And it's like that—that that is a joke that could easily be made about the cosmetic work of Planet of the Apes, yeah, and that. And it's got nothing to, and you know, I don't think it had anything to do with racism because I, it made sense to me without the race, yeah, because I don't understand the whole gorillas are black people racism no. thing don't really no, get it it's a, it's, it's a just like very that's old just a joke trope. about the same if you were to say something about a teletubby and they had a television on their chest yeah you're not saying that they're a child you're just saying that no that makes that plus that equals that if you merge the two pictures together yeah 
Um, but yeah, I've got the same thing as throwing bananas at black people. It's like I don't understand why that's racist. I understand why that's racist because I can understand the hatred behind it. Yeah, but I don't understand the logic behind it. Yeah, I don't understand why you think like people of different ethnicities are different animals. Yeah, I can't understand how you could logically think that. I can understand how you have uncontrollable racism and hatred in you and that's how you express it yeah. it's wrong but i yeah. can't understand it so yeah like she said that and regardless the interesting thing around that is um the conversation that's erupted about um drugs like because uh, she said she was on ambien which is oh, like yeah. a yeah. sleeping thing i think she was drinking as well and the effects of ambien are quite strange the side effects as in you do things without any memory of doing it yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like i wasn't i was it's like it's like someone drunk dialing you mm. and then you know costing you millions of dollars and hundreds of jobs and <laughs> you're like whoa 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 yeah <laughs> what the hell i can't remember what network it was on I think abc and abc's disney I think. yeah they're so, very family friendly or apart from the whole anti-semitism thing but you know it's like, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, they want to. They don't want to appear to be uh, friendly with that kind of thing. No, and um, like the it was. I think it was one of the highest rated shows they've got on at the minute. I think when well. it. First, I think the first episode got a lot. I think the last episode. I think went down. They lost like four million viewers from fourteen to ten or something yeah. like that. I seem to remember. Yeah. Um. So it was like still a good viewed show. Yeah. An anticipated show, but yeah, just like from one drunk tweet. Yeah, if, you, if it was a drunk, yeah, it was a drunk tweet. So it's like, oh, and then it's over. Yeah, it seems again social justice. Yeah, because it's not illegal. It's just. Well, there was also weird stuff around it being pro-Trump. I think when it was coming out, because this was this happened at the end of a series. Yeah, uh, but during the series, I think there was a lot of criticism of about about being uh, pro-Trump. It's, it's um, not it's like the the series itself is just kind of like. It's it's middle America. It's it's centrist, and if you're anything if you're anything right or far left, people will call you a fucking mm. like a, a, a far right conservative bigot. Like mm. it's just kind of how the it's it's like you say the SJW. It's how the atmosphere's kind of gone with it. Anything, but even outside of because um, yeah, there is a social justice warrior aspect to it. But I think it seems more accurately yeah social justice. If you forget about the white knighting and the, yeah. the you know trying to look like you're more intelligent, it just seems like social justice. It seems like nothing illegal happened. Um, it was just the interpretation of society meant yeah. that you needed to be punished. Yeah, and that to me seems like a weird phase that we seem to be in at the moment because it's always kind of been thrown around. But I've never been able to feel a social like what um, Bill Cosby is like. That wasn't social justice. That was justice. Yeah. That was like. It was discovered. More people came out because of social media and all that kind of stuff. So that that wasn't social justice. That was more like social motivation, trying to social support to try and encourage people to do the right thing. Yeah. And this, yeah, feels like a weird form of, yeah, society has deemed you to suffer X amount, whether that is you yeah. will lose your job or you will um, your something will be taken off of Netflix. You know, it seems like a yeah. weird justice system but it seems to be what's going on at the moment so it seems interesting to what 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 will uh what will be next in terms of social justice because that's the only i think that's the only thing you can really do is uh get things taken off of public forums yeah that must be the only i believe that's the only thing that social justice could uh could accomplish it's just they just they're, yeah they just they're just threatening people essentially like it's yeah it's it's getting people to stop what they're doing um, which is not illegal, 
mm. um, and doing it usually by boycott and by just kicking up a lot of controversy where there isn't really a lot of controversy. And it's just... But this was weird because, again, this was like, I don't feel like the so- like society had a chance to react. ABC just cut the show. Yeah. Well, they were the, like, was... we know what the reaction's going to be. Yeah. Or we, we can expect what the reaction might be and yeah. we know what side of the fence we want to be seen on. Well, I, so we're going to cut the show. I don't, I don't think from kind of day one they really liked the show. It's a show that kind of... Um, regardless of where you sit with it, essentially at its core, it's, it's promoting traditional family values, which is very much a conservative idea. Was well, very much ABC. A- Whose line is it anyway? I think it was ABC, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, very but... much traditional to play charades. Well, no, no well, th- that's but that's not outwardly promoting family value. That's just promoting a fun thing that families Pastel can do. But you could do that as a, as a, as as any kind of mm. unit. Um, but I, I think Tim Allen's had the same issue with ABC. Um, because he, I can't remember what his show was. Home Improvement. Last, no, there was there was Home Improvement. It was, um, it was Last Man Standing. Um, I think that got cancelled this year. In fairness, it had like six seasons behind it. But with all of these shows, they they seem to like the axe is fucking sharpened. Joe Rogan said that the other day. It was just like it was such a quick reaction from ABC. It was just mm. like that that axe was fucking primed. Yeah, they were yeah. just waiting for an excuse to kind of shit can this because it mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't conform to kind of the the liberal values of the Hollywood elite, which I think is is, is a fair statement. I don't know. I don't, yeah, there, there was some controversy around the show being pro-Trump, and I think in Roseanne's apology, she did specifically state that all of her writers were liberal, and I think that pr- that implies that there was some controversy about it being yeah conservative, but. I'd, yeah, I don't know how much further that goes. But yeah, it wasn't a huge show. It was a popular show. So it was like, mm. I think they could afford to cut it. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like... Uh, yeah. People love... I think Roseanne is similar to Oprah for different communities in America. Yeah. She's seen as kind of like... She was the female comic that pushed female comedy through yeah thought her show was the first one where the wife was like fuck you to her husband yeah yeah yeah. i think that was like kind of the cut the cult the um yeah the the culture about that show was like she's roseanne barr and she's got a worthless husband she talks us that kind that kind of thing i think was her kind of iconic thing yeah uh but yeah yeah it's interesting that the argument around it has kind of erupted into well what if you have no what if you were under the influence of something of which you have no control what if you're in a site what if you're a schizophrenic and your other sides tweet something does that mean that the other person should suffer for it yeah you know that kind of thing seems interesting yeah anyway sorry yeah on the brighter side of the sjw thing like uh so did you see the campaign that backfired on lush this week no fucking so <laughs> people tried to hose it down and all the bath bombs exploded it's <laughs> 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 like incredibly nice <laughs> no they started doing this um they started this weird campaign where they've put fucking pictures of police officers all up over the over the shop windows. And Lush, kind of yeah, Lush, the soap company. In, yeah, but they are quite uh, uh, political, I think. If yeah, I remember right. Okay, so they've they've done this thing where they put pictures of police officers like half like clothed uniform and half kind of plain uniform. Okay, uh, and it's a, it's a campaign against um, police officers. Um, having relationships during undercover cases and kind of like, <laughs> and like <laughs> and like ruining these that went, women's lives. That like, that doesn't make sense. 
I thought it was like trying to humanize police officers no. and try not to like police officers are people too. Don't yeah. be violent to police officers. No. They're trying to help you. It's completely like, the no, other way around. Stop like, them. Stop them from catching criminals. <laughs> yeah, like these. Like, as, as the, like, yeah, it's 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 a bad thing to kind of ruin these women's lives and everything like that. But to make out that that's an everyday occurrence right. and that it's a plague of of, of misdoings that needs. I, I just want to. I want to frame this as a bit clearer because I think I know what you mean. So, like, say there was someone trying to go undercover in the mob. Yeah. Right. They would date a woman who was related to the mob and would have a family with that woman from the mob, um, would find out information about the mob and then would leave because they've got the information. They need to get out of undercover. The woman who's related to the mob now has kids and yeah. no husband and doesn't know where he is because he disappeared off the face of the planet. Is it that? Yeah, I believe so. Right. And I th- but I think, um, I, I think in some instances it went outside of that where they just form other relationships and kind of see this extra life as an excuse to have an extra family like they just to protect st- their their own family from i guess something. well yeah. i don't know just, just just to start a life with this person that they've met in this in this yeah. double life and it's seen as exploitative which i completely understand and i'm not pro those cases necessarily that's not the point mm. what i'm what, what I, myself and lots of lots and lots of people that spoke spoke out against it and this whole thing completely backfired was demonizing police officers as though this is just an everyday occurrence and as <laughs> as though it's as though it's part of the there fucking there are so many undercover families out there yeah as though it's part of the fucking law as mm. though it's like no you will go into this double life and have children with this woman and like it's it's not it's not a thing it's not yeah. it's it's not something it's like saying that 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 rape is normalized it's mm. like it's like it's like when people say that every man's a rapist and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, well, that's obviously not true, and there's uproar about that. And similarly with this lust thing, it's like, I'd, uh, but like me and Victor talking about it, it's like we don't understand why they've approached this this cause. Yeah. Like you're a soap company, like, to, to, and I re- I realize that you have a right to do whatever the fuck you want to do, but like the majority of the of the um of of the causes that companies approach is something that that relates to them so you're a soap company talk and and you and you take eco-friendly measures so talk about pollution talk mm. about getting rid of micro beads and shit like that like that's that's your wheelhouse why are you taking on this cause it was such a really just kind of way out of left field like yeah. what the fuck is going on well i think lush has, has gone a lot of um feminist corner activism i think for some reason it seems to be rattling around the back of my head i think they've done quite a lot of politically yeah, protests, all that kind of stuff with regards to um, women in particular, I think. But still, it's What's yeah, the this majority is a very of their customer base. Yeah, well, so I, th- I think they do that kind of thing anyway. But yeah, it's definitely a weird. It's a very specific, very uncommon yeah. thing to try and reduce. Yeah. Um. So the backlash was that people were just confused by it. No, the people, people, lots of people kicked off of them. Like this is this is a fucking right. disgrace. How you're disparaging our law enforcement and and all of this. Like people got quite patriotic about it. Well, there was a weird thing, um, a bit, a few steps higher, I guess, of like, should police officers be allowed to take drugs yeah. undercover? And you kind of go, yeah, because it feels weird. <laughs> like what? There was a whole thing about. Um, there was a myth that if you ask someone directly if they're a police officer and they're undercover, they have to say yes, which is <laughs> yeah, like, like okay. no. But 
apply that logic to you're trying to be a cocaine dealer or a yeah. cocaine addict yeah and you're refusing to take cocaine and they've had blood tests and there's no cocaine in your body yeah there's like this in order to go on in order to appear to be part of a criminal world i think it's a logical step to say you have to be part of that criminal world yeah and it's yeah. like oh yeah but what then police to, is legally doing drugs it's like well in certain circumstances, in certain circumstances everyone's circumstances. allowed to legally use drugs yeah in the legal system you can smoke cannabis if you've got cancer you can do yeah. uh, cannabis if you've got epilepsy in certain areas you yeah know, it's there is medic there there are social uses for drugs it's, in certain specific situations it's that thing of kind of committing yourself to a point where you are you are doing something that is that would technically be illegal but that is not harming other people yeah. with your activities so taking drugs yourself well, isn't necessarily Unless you go right down the line and be like, oh, these were produced by poor people in South America. And like, if you go well, I think the, the, down that. The thing was, uh, if, if all, it all funds gun crime. So yeah. like by paying for drugs, you're funding gun crime, which is true. You can't mm. really get away from that. Yeah. But, so, but then you've got to go, yeah, that's the pri- That's what the price that that person is paying. But yeah. the hope is that they're going to get more good out of it. Yes. So it's, again, a very unique, very special, well, very specific situation. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah. And, and again, they're, they're, what if they get addicted to heroin? It's like, well, that's the kind of thought process that needs to go behind doing yeah. it. Nobody goes... Nobody does a job by force, really. Even if you're a police officer, that like you choose to go undercover. Yeah, no, you I, may be pressured into it. I guess I maybe, but in those still situations, you are you're assessing the risk and going with the lesser of two evils. Yeah, but yeah, so saying that, and then again, undercover families. Again, maybe it's just the idea of what secret families. This whole thing about men go out and have separate families yeah. and do what they yeah. want, and they need to be punished for that. Yeah, maybe that's the energy behind it. Mm. But. Yeah, just do it a bit. I don't know. Criticize marriage more. I don't understand because everyone hates the because fuck the police. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I I think my my guess would be that they thought that would be people's thing to be like. Yeah, everyone's really anti-authority at the minute. Let's fuck this. (laughs) That'll get them to buy soap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Completely backfired on the fur. That was fun. Um. Anyway, uh, I've I've got a a couple of things. Um. A. um, I think I'll ignore the headline and just go into it. So, um, uh, a twelve-year-old, a twelve-year-old uh, t- Centralia, Washington boy disappeared Wednesday morning, uh, and before he made it home, a neighbour turned the boy and his family into yard work slaves. People said, <laughs> uh, police said, uh, the boy was uh, supposed to be starting. Uh, starting his mother's car before school when he went missing, police said. When the family began looking for him at 8am, the mother and her two other children, 13 and 15, quickly discovered that the missing 12-year-old uh, was in a neighbouring yard which belonged to Wellington Wagner, uh, 29. Um, but the the boy hadn't gone of his own volition, police said. Wagner had instructed the boy to come here, so I guess he was just standing in his driveway, Yeah. Um, and then grabbed the hesitant child by the coat, forcibly moving the boy into Wagner's yard. Um, uh, That's where Wagner struck the boy in the face and made him do chores, like sweeping. Uh, Basically, he had the kid cleaning up his yard for him. Wellington, is is Darren Brown? What? Is this guy just Darren Brown? Who's just, like, showing people how easy it is to (laughs) come here and moving his chin in his weird Darren Brown way (laughs) and slapping in the face and holding onto his wrist and be like, you'll now do the yard work. I'm going to do some yard work. (laughs) Darren Brown, undercover. <laughs> secret Darren Brown. Like the secret millionaire. But he's just Darren Brown. <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, once the boy's family got to Wagner's yard, uh, the mother... Uh, the, the mother and siblings tried explaining that the boy needed to go to school. Fitzgerald said, uh, oh, Fitzgerald said, uh, it did not go well. He wasn't making any sense to anybody, Fitzgerald said. Wagner insisted that the family that needed the boy's help, that, that he needed the boy's help, and then forced the other family members to help with the yard work as well, telling them that now they knew what it was like to be slaves. Um, the, chores <laughs> the, fi- the chores the family um, told the police that they were forced to do included piling firewood and picking up garbage. The family described Wagner as huge and intimidating. Uh, <laughs> even, <laughs> even when the family explained uh, that the boy had a test that he was going to miss, Wagner wasn't willing to lose his yard work, as the family said. Um, <laughs> He's got a test, Wagner responded. Well, let's all do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Then the family did the pledge. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag. flag. Oh, go <laughs> test. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> uh, after about an hour of forced labour, the man walked across the street and the, fam- the family said, giving the 13-year-old girl a chance to call the police. It also gave them all an opportunity to flee. Wagner was arrested on Wednesday without incident. Um... And charged with malicious harassment, unlawful imprisonment, and fourth degree assault. <laughs> I thought you were say enforced pledge of allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's being held without bail. Uh, but why not just flee the rogue neighbour earlier? Wagner is six foot nine inches tall and weighs two hundred and fifty pounds, according to police. The family told the police that they were worried that if they tried to run, that he would just chase after them. He's kind of an intimidating guy, Fitzgerald said, adding that Wagner is no stranger to the local police department. It's taken five police officers to get him into custody before. Like, so he's just a big dude, and he's just like, no, again, clean my yard. Oh, all right. <laughs> I pledge allegiance. <laughs> to the flag. That's just the best response to that. He's like, oh, he's got tests. <laughs> to the well, pledge of allegiance. Shit. Well, shit. Hands on your hearts. <laughs> Now rake my yard. <laughs> no, again, like you, you can see it in different ways, but you have to look at it on in terms of like the mother trying to protect her children, and like large intimidating man who's yeah, yeah, already yeah. struck one of their kids. Completely understand it. Yeah, I you just kind think of, like, it's again, kind of yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't the worst tyrant. No, you know he's patriotic. You know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> believes in the education system. Um. But yeah, it does kind of sound like he just asked people to do yard work for him, and they did it. <laughs> we did hit a kid. Yeah, like, that, that's, that's the difference. In, that's the different. I part. guess it's it's intimidation, isn't it? Like, if, if to be fair, if a seven foot guy came up to me and was like, "Do my yard work," and I was like, and then grabbed me and threw me into his yard, I would probably start doing it while I'm trying to think of how to not do it anymore. <laughs> like, because it, 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 it's kind of it's it's conflict resolution, I guess. It's yeah. like you just kind of. You go along with it for long enough to formulate some kind of plan, and then you kind of get out of dodge. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm like five nine, which isn't, which is like average. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you got uh, little ones around, it changes everything, I guess. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. It's yeah. a woman and her three kids. But so even if like... even if it was a man, you know, with his kids to remove the old physical thing shouldn't happen. You still go. It's probably more responsible for the man to assess the situation than it is to straight up do something which could cause harm to the children yeah you'd have to like you say kind of figure something out to give you the best advantage whereas if it was on your own i'd be like just fucking go for him <laughs> just, just be like, if, you're, if you're on your own then be like yeah just deal with it if someone's trying to physically 
um, uh, break you, yeah. then yeah, you, you should just physically yeah. retaliate. But if there's kids and that, it doesn't make a yeah. difference. Her mother's just watched a guy hit her child. Well, he... I didn't she didn't see didn't know at the time didn't see that but part, even yeah. if it even if it was a man to, yeah it, it, and there was kids involved i think you'd have to yeah. be more cautious yeah uh, more cautious yeah in sense uh all right this is this is the un, un- <laughs> pledge allegiance <laughs> 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 i'm picturing him raising a flag while they're doing it <laughs> <laughs> just just the test paper <laughs> flag out the flag <laughs> For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.